Liberty Flames 21-16 victory over Sam Houston State last night. And one of the other underrated elements to that game, and it's it's harder, I would say, to quantify in college football because when teams start losing, players can easily get out of a situation and check out. You can hit the transfer portal. You can see that coaching staff shakeups are going to happen. There are inevitabilities that pop up the more the wins pile up or the losses, excuse me, continue to mount in college football. NFL's different in terms of reading how a winless team will respond over the course of the season. Because in the NFL, you've got a coach that's probably going to go, and there will be a a good deal of roster turnover with players because a new coach is going to bring in his own guys. But there's this other side to it, which is players are under contract. So better players, it may be harder to get rid of their contracts. Not impossible like it seemed to be years ago, but at least harder, which is part of how it can be tough to read a situation like Liberty against Sam Houston State last night because Sam Houston State entered that game winless. But what stands out about, let's just compare winless Sam Houston State to the winless Virginia Cavaliers right now, is that Sam Houston State, they're in their they're in their jump-up time frame, making the move from 1AA FCS to 1A FBS. I don't know if we'll still call it FBS when... The college football playoff expands, but uh, who knows? Leave those semantics to the ever-popular, ever-in-tune-with-reality NCAA. But that's part of what Liberty got last night. And it's why, I mean, again, I should have had a better read on that in our votes of confidence, taking Liberty at 21.5 when that was never really a threat to come in. Um, You know, it, it is, it's a challenge for a team like Liberty to learn how to get a read in that particular situation. Uh, And it does get tougher for them because they go on the road to a Jacksonville State team where, I mean, again, remember back to JMU last year. Everything with JMU was treated like a bowl game because of that ridiculous two-year ramp-up period NCAA rule that it takes forever to get ramped up to be playing in a bowl game, even if you have the resources. So it's one of those takeaways that you look at from Liberty's game last night and go, Oh, they lost. They didn't look great, but there's at least a logical explanation for how something like that could happen against Sam Houston State. So, to get some perspective on that, someone who was there last night, Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, with us in the fast lane. Dave, how surprised were you that Sam Houston State didn't just give Liberty a run for their money, but had a chance to win it if it wasn't for a fourth down pass and some questionable pass interference penalties. Shocking fade call drive. by Corn. Uh, I wasn't surprised that it was a good game because I think Sam Houston was a bet, is a better team than their record. If you looked at the Jacksonville State game or even some of those uh, there's early season games where they only lost like three, seven points, that kind of thing. But after the first half, I thought Liberty was in control of that thing. And uh, yeah, the, the offense just slowed down. They had their chances to put away some field goals. And yeah. Us four players were some of the more dramatic ones we've seen at Williams Stadium in quite some time. So a little surprised it came down to that. But as uh, Jamie Chadwell said afterwards, you know, a win's a win. And, uh, you know, you just celebrate them. Sometimes you don't ask how you got there. You just take them as they come. Yeah, I mean, you don't ask how it goes through the uprights. You ask if it goes through the uprights. I've heard that. Or they don't ask how. They ask what the final score was. 
for Liberty, but they end up narrowly escaping Sam Houston State last night. Dave, Thursday night football. Um, those games are long. Is it just me, or does it kind of feel like a drag the next day trying to get yourself back up? I'm not going to lie. I uh, I had a, a workout this morning, and I felt like I was running through quicksand, you know, and I'm already a so it was uh, it was a long night last night. I don't think you realize how many commercial breaks they do on these Thursday night games until you're sitting there in the stadium and you look up and you're still seven minutes to go in the third quarter. And you're just oh, it is really dragging on. It was it was a long it was a long night. I don't know how you're feeling, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it took a little extra cup of coffee to get get things going today. That's for sure. Oh, I'm in a total fog from that, Dave. Which lends us to high school football this evening. We get back into the action uh, overview as opposed to getting into teams because we're pressed for time and we're getting in with Brian McFadden of CBS Sports Network momentarily. Does it feel like go time now for high school football in terms of making those pushes to the playoffs? It really does. With uh, You know, in some of these districts, it's still pretty wide open. If you go down to the Dogwood, there's at least three or four teams that could still take the title. Uh, I don't know that the Her- that uh, past LCA, I don't know that anyone is really a lock yet in the Seminole District as everyone's been a little up, a little down. JF is right there in the mix, still undefeated. But, uh, you know, there's still a, a lot to be said, and there's only four weeks of the regular season, really, uh, for most of these teams, four or five weeks, depending if you've already had the bye. So uh, there's a, a lot of ground to make up and not a lot of time to do it i think that's the big key who starts making that run tonight uh, and to really make a statement that they're serious as far as making a deep postseason run dave walls abc 13 wset with us here in the fast lane dave a pleasure to speak with you thank you for hopping on for a couple of moments and uh, i hope your brain doesn't feel as scrambled as mine does by the end of this weekend because the forecast for me is not looking nearly as good as the forecast for the games this evening yeah, my brain's not really scrambled. It's more over easy right now, and let's just leave it like that. You know, just get me through the weekend. We'll be all right. You know, that, was, that was a ten out of ten reference, Dave. I have to give you credit. You know, I do my best. <laughs> Skilled as he is, Dave. Thank you for your time today in the fast lane. Much appreciated, and we'll be in touch. Sounds great. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Indeed, Paul. We're chatting with Dave Walls here in the fast lane. Calling him Paul. Yeah, Walls. Dave Walls. Paul. I'm just. It's getting all scrambled. Thank up. God it's Friday, right? No question. I've got to get my mind right for JF Cavalier football presented by Trostlaw.com. You got an the hour. East Coast Wings and Grill Tailgate. Well, show. you really got an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean Ty Tracy's going to anchor that at 6:30 p.m. on our sister station, but. I got to get my head in gear. The Virginia Tech Hokies, they're going to try everything they can to get in gear at Florida State tomorrow. Game two of our doubleheader, which starts at 1130 a.m. for the Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas. Bryant McFadden played for the FSU Seminoles, and he's a corner, so he's got to have a little trash talk for us next here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.